Mark, good morning and welcome to hashtag being entrepreneur. I'm very excited and very psyched you know, to be uh, to have you as a guest on my show. And uh, this is the first broadcast I'm doing, live broadcast I'm doing. So I'm very excited about this. So how are you? I'm doing great, Sachin. Thanks for having me. And I'm excited to be here. That's good. So uh, the reason I uh, contacted you on LinkedIn, so to I saw your profile, I saw what you do. So it was very inspirational. And we had a chat the other day. And I'm still fired up, believe it or not. I'm still fired up about <laughs> how that uh, you took from inspiration to motivation. So uh, let's start by uh, uh, giving us a brief introduction about yourself, your entrepreneur journey. You said uh, you have like 40 years of experience, right? So please take us through it. Sure, great. Uh, well, first of all, I grew up in the UK. Mm -hmm. And at a very young age of 14, I started work. Okay. And so at that time, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to work in hospitality. I wanted to be a manager of a hotel. And um, so I did everything I could possibly do from that age onwards to make that journey happen. Mm. So by the age of 26, I was privileged to be appointed as a director of the number one hotel in the world. That's great. So it was something really... Uh, amazing it was a journey like no other and so at that time i just felt like i can do anything in this life mm -hmm. and then you know i went on to that was in thailand and then i went on to live in japan okay. and then from japan i went on to live in the middle east mm -hmm. <clears throat> and when i reached the middle east um i started to feel like i wanted to run my own company instead mm -hmm. of working for somebody so I started up a company. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, it was 1998. Mm -hmm. um, nobody else seemed to really know what was going on in this startup space. It was very mm -hmm. new. It wasn't the big trend. You know, there weren't many startups. Mm -hmm. um, and so I went for it, and I failed totally. Okay. So I went back and got a job with another company in hospitality again mm -hmm. and tried all over again and worked. And it was 2010 when I decided that I wanted to really strike out, go all in, and I started a company in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. And um, that didn't work. Okay. So then I said, oh my gosh, I've invested all my money in this company. What mm -hmm. do I do now? So mm -hmm. I had to really go back to the drawing board. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to start a company again. <laughs> so in That's 2010, yeah, 2010, <laughs> November, I said, okay, let's strike out. I don't want to work for anybody anymore. I want to work for myself. Mm -hmm. And I started a company called Ideas Factory. Okay. And uh, really the reason it was called Ideas Factory was because I just felt like I had so many ideas. Mm -hmm. And so the whole time I was generating these ideas and I thought that ideas were valuable. And this was why it was called Ideas Factory, because mm -hmm. I thought that an idea was important. Mm -hmm. And it took me, you know, maybe seven or eight years to understand that ideas are just total rubbish. Execution you know, you can sit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you and I could sit here now, mm -hmm. brainstorm for like mm -hmm. 20 minutes, come up mm -hmm. with 10 brilliant ideas. Every mm -hmm. one of them will make a million dollars, but none of them will do anything. Exactly. So, uh, one year into this ideas factory, mm -hmm. 
I decided to run an entrepreneur TV show. Okay. So I approached the TV station, pitched the idea, they loved it, and we went ahead and we did the first season of an investment program, which was brilliant. We had all these uh, young kids coming in mm -hmm. with their ideas, mm -hmm. and um, it was called the Ideas Prize. Okay. And, uh, and, you know, we incubated, I think it was eight businesses that year. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. So second year, we went full on. We went like crazy. We said, okay, let's do this thing. We did an eight-part season TV show. Mm -hmm. And uh, we incubated all these ideas. And so by this time, you know, I'd started like 20 companies. But the okay. first bunch, mm -hmm. all of them crashed. All of them crashed. And uh, mostly because, you know, ideas are easy. Execution is hard. Right. And then I um, had this idea, oh, why don't I, and I had this brilliant idea for a customer happiness software. Mm -hmm. So I created this whole idea, and then I made a partnership with someone for that. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't know much about partnerships, and I didn't know much about software, and I didn't know about owning intellectual mm -hmm. property. Mm -hmm. And I made lots of mistakes. I put every penny in. I skipped meals. Uh, I postponed payments just mm. to make it to get the idea off the ground. Okay. And, you know, we had a few customers, but then, you know, the reality of being an entrepreneur is you're going to miss a few meals. It's yeah, going to get real. Right now, what you just said about, uh, you know, having zero idea what to do, how to handle a partnership. You know, I'm going through it right now. I'm trying for right. three years to bring my product from the ground. Just to develop okay. it, I'm going through so much. But the uh, <laughs> rest of the things I'm doing is maybe there's my experience is nothing compared to yours. So when I talk to people like you, it inspires me. The story you said that I have 40 years of experience. I've started and uh, you know lost so many companies. When I imagine myself, let's say 20 years, 25 years, 30 years from now, what you're doing, that will inspire me. Yeah, Mark has done it. Why can't I? A lot of people quit in the process, right? So that's right. inspiration. That's the agenda behind this podcast. So please continue. Right. Thanks, Sachin. Well, you're so right. And, you know, so I lost that company and mm -hmm. then I needed money. So I went to work for another company and uh, I got appointed as a CEO of a big company. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I wrote out a year and a half of that. And um, that money was enough to pay off the most dangerous debts from the first uh, round of investments. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and during that time, I had this brilliant idea, another idea. But this time, I knew that if you're going to do anything with software, you've got to mm -hmm. own the IP. Second, partners could only invest cash. Partners could not work on strategy or execution. Only I worked on strategy and execution. And at the beginning, that was brilliant. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that took me for three years, three and a half years, until my investors are like, hey, we're putting money in and there's no returns. I'm like, don't worry, it's coming. And they're like, mm -hmm. um, no, we need a return. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, that really held back the company. Mm -hmm. So we got slowed down. And then, you know, we went through a lot of crisis and then mm -hmm. we ended up in COVID. Mm -hmm. 
and business came to a stop. And I said, what do we do now? And that is when I reinvented myself again. And I said, you know what? I want to become more focused on the coaching business and on the advisory business and mm -hmm. on the learning and development of people and really concentrate my effort there. Mm -hmm. And that will give me the income to be able to play with my now what I call my side hustle. Mm -hmm. So the business that I've been concentrated on for five years, I just stopped doing it. I put mm -hmm. it aside and I started concentrating on things that will generate income to create a quality of life mm -hmm. that allows me to have a side hustle. So mm -hmm. what I would say to every single entrepreneur, first, before you get going, idea, cook it as much as you like. But before you jump out of the window, mm -hmm. make sure you got a parachute. Mm -hmm. Have something that can support you enough to pay the bills while you're getting this idea off the ground. Mm -hmm. And I think that would have changed everything. It is a game changer. I wish I would have met you like four years ago. So that's exactly <laughs> what I did. That is exactly what I did. You know, jumped out of jumped out of a cliff. Just I had this idea. Everything clicked. That moment was very perfect. I just I was uh, working as a freelancer for this company in Mumbai, uh, India, Mumbai. So I, I never even met those guys, right? So I just called them up. I said I have this idea, business idea for. Uh, freelancing software yeah they, they were interested because i don't know squat about technology zero nothing <laughs> zero knowledge i'm i'm uh, you know focused on sales and marketing and how to run a business but not that good but sales and marketing i can do well it was like jumping out of a window or out of a cliff that's how i feel you know jumping into ocean without mm. nothing without zero knowledge so uh, my problem was i didn't know anything about technology and didn't have any money to invest in it I was just a normal employee, you know, working and spending, living for the weekend, that kind of things. So uh, what I thought was a strategic partner might help me. So I made and went ahead and made partnership with this IT people. And uh, we encountered so many, so many, so many, you know, obstacles. Sometimes employees would leave. Even they are a startup. Nobody's like you know, a huge company or something. All are startups, right? So we encountered so many obstacles so many problems and they're still trying to get out of it right and uh, i wish i had started a study income i wish i had that you know insurance policy anything it might be i wish i had that side hustle and i wish i had started my personal branding at that moment it's been three years but right. i wish i had started when i was doing my mba i was not you know frankly speaking i was not interested in business at all when i did my mba and when i went on to a job it tweaked my interest. When I was in sales, it tweaked my interest. So it was only cold calls, cold emails, go meet people. So what else is there? So I saw marketing, okay, social media marketing, digital marketing, SEO, ads. That tweaked my interest. So here I am. <laughs> Brilliant. Is. Well, here's what I would say, you know. Mm -hmm. I would say that you did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you would have all those chances again, you would do exactly the same thing. Exactly, yeah, I because know. Because this is the lesson. But the, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with what you've done. What you've done is making you who you are. Mm -hmm. However, what counts now, why we're on this call, the very reason mm -hmm. we're on this call is because 
It's what you decide today that mm -hmm. is going to make the difference for everything that follows. Very true. So it's first and foremost, number one most important thing is how do I manage the cash I receive? Mm -hmm. And this has been my biggest mistake in my life was not understanding cash. And there's a lot of nonsense out there about money. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing you got to learn is that if you don't have money, you don't have any power at the end of the day because you mm -hmm. got to have cash to pay your bills, to buy the food, and to be able to concentrate. So mm -hmm. telling you, you got to focus on one thing. It mm -hmm. won't work if you don't have any food. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. So what you got to do is you got to grow a discipline that says, okay, for every dollar I receive, I'm going to break that dollar down. First, 10% mm -hmm. is going in a saving account. That is the most important thing you do. Number two, you're going to put 10% into an investment. What is that investment? You choose anything you want. can be real estate, can be stocks, can be long-term uh, insurance policy. I don't care what it is. 10% goes into that. If you do those two things and you live on 70% and the remaining 10% is yours to give away, However you want to give it, help people, uh, do something nice. If you do those three things and 70% is yours and you live on it, you have freedom. Mm -hmm. And as an entrepreneur, they're always like, oh, yeah, but I got to pay this. I got to pay that. No, you don't. Here's the deal. You concentrate on having 10% savings, 10% mm -hmm. investment, 10% to give away, and 70% to live on. And you are creating wealth. Mm -hmm. When you create wealth, then your entrepreneurial activity will contribute more to the wealth. Mm -hmm. But if you are not building wealth, I don't care how successful your venture is. I don't care how much money it makes. You are mm -hmm. going to come back to square one somewhere along the road. This is mm -hmm. now 10 years of living. And, you know, my debts went up massively at a certain point and mm -hmm. just from investing and then, you know, living on it and then coming back down and slowly returning all those payments. It takes time. Don't mm -hmm. have to do that. Start mm -hmm. by building wealth. 10% mm -hmm. saved, 10% invested, 10% giveaway, 70% for you, and you are in safety. Mm -hmm. That's great. So I uh, want to ask you one thing, like... Uh, listening to your story, you know, like how did you feel and where did you get that strength to get back out there again and again and again, every time you encountered failure? So even a lot of people are doing it, yet it's very difficult. I'm telling you my experience. It's very difficult. Mm. You generate an idea, you tend to personalize, personalize your idea, right? It's like a baby. You create a business, it's like a baby to you. When that doesn't work out, a lot of people even including myself, you know, you just stick on to it until you burn out, right? But to start again, it requires enormous <clears throat> amount of patience or hustle or that motivation. How do you get that? Um, I think first at the beginning, it was arrogance. Mm -hmm. Just, I can do this. And then it failed. So it's like, 
I don't care it failed. I'm going to do it. So, you know, you pick yourself up. And then later on, as time passes, it becomes wisdom. Mm -hmm. And here's what you learn. The most invaluable thing that I've learned is this. Whatever happened was a lesson. Mm -hmm. And from it, I can learn and grow. And so if you sit there whining and crying into a teacup, well, you're never going to get very far. Mm -hmm. And if you listen only to the people who want stuff from you, you're going to get so distracted. You have to have a clarity. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, when I was doing the first investment things, I didn't know what I was doing. I had mm -hmm. no clue. So it was just like, this looks like a good idea. This will make a few bucks. Great, let's do it. And then, you know, the next thing comes up. Oh, yeah, this will make some more money. Okay, great, let's do that. Mm -hmm. And then you hopped from one thing to the next, and you're always looking for the next gig. It's kind of like, you know, going and having a drink, and you get a buzz, and then you're like, oh, I got to go out and have another drink because <laughs> I want to get the buzz. And yet, at the end, that's super self-destructive because, mm -hmm. you know, you can't keep getting the buzz because you need a higher dose every time. So what you got to figure out is like, okay, where is my end game? And the end game is building wealth. Forget mm. about success. Success mm. is just complete nuts and nonsense. You know, if anyone is listening to this uh, podcast now or later, they're already successful because they've got a device mm -hmm. to be able to listen to it. Mm. So how come? That's amazing. Great. So you've done that well in life. Brilliant. I'm proud of you. But did you build wealth? Mm -hmm. And, you know, people tell me, yeah, but I only earn $1,000 a month or I only earn $350 a month. Great. Did you save $35 out of the $350? No. I only get $50 a month. Great. Did you save $5 from the 50? You see, if you can't discipline yourself to save $5 from 50 or whatever is the number, mm -hmm. you can never grow wealth because mm -hmm. wealth is just discipline. So being a great entrepreneur, everyone loves this idea. Yeah, I'm building this company and all that nonsense. There's nothing in it. No one cares. You know, out of all those companies we started, only two of them still survive. Mm -hmm. So you got 40 companies, two is still going. Actually, sorry, two and a half. Like mm -hmm. one is still sort of living and hoping in the future it will grow again. Mm -hmm. But basically, what counts? It's not whether people like you. It's not whether... You know, people post you in Forbes magazine or Entrepreneur magazine. All this is nonsense. Mm -hmm. The only thing that counts, did you build wealth? Mm -hmm. Because if you build wealth, you've built security. And if you build security, you can weather the storm. Mm -hmm. Did you build wealth for the business? I know we didn't. So when the first storm came, boof, we were wiped out. Okay. When COVID came, we were grateful because we'd built some wealth. So COVID came and we were able to think and take care. And a lot of people helped me. And I, I got to tell you, I'm super grateful to so many people who reached mm -hmm. out and said, you know what, we'll help you, we'll help you, we'll help you. But that's wealth. Wealth isn't just money. Wealth is, you know, it's your intellectual property. Wealth mm -hmm. is your family and your friends. Wealth is, you know, what you've saved in terms of your money and how you've built that up. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then finally, wealth is your health. 
Mm -hmm. So you got four elements of wealth. And I think people often only think wealth is money, but wealth isn't just money. Mm -hmm. Wealth is about, you know, this entire mindset. And I think here's, here's the deal. If you want to grow in life, mm -hmm. you've got to have this absolute focus on what it is you want. And if you don't, you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. So people have to know exactly where they're, they're going to be and <clears throat> what they want to be before, uh, you know, before you start something, you ha they have to know they want to be here. Or it's like uh, taking a journey, road trip or something, right? They need to know their destination. I understand that yeah, uh, journey is a good thing. Sorry. Uh, but yeah. destination, knowing the destination is very helpful. That's what I'm saying. However, you might change the destination mm -hmm. once you start traveling. Mm -hmm. But you wouldn't just go to the airport and go, okay, great, let's just buy a ticket. Uh, where? You know, first question they're going to ask you is where are you going? You say, mm -hmm. I don't know, just give me a ticket. They'll be like, sir, you have to tell us where you want to fly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in order to fly somewhere, you have to have in your mind that you're going to go to a destination. Well, why would you go there? Mm -hmm. Because you want to see the sites, you want to visit the city, you want to do an investment, you want, you have a reason to go there. Mm -hmm. So why would you go there? Because there's a purpose. Mm -hmm. So why in the world would somebody say, oh, you know, this is a great idea, we'll just try it and see how it works out. You wouldn't do that. It's not logical, yeah. it's not reasonable, but people do it all the time. Mm -hmm. So what I say is this. You don't have to have all the answers, but you have to have a clear purpose. Mm -hmm. See, you might not know how it's all going to work out. Nobody does. And even if you do, the one thing about a great plan is, you know, it just gives you a, a thinking process. But the mm -hmm. plan is never going to work according to plan. The one thing I know about plans is they never work. Plan constantly changes, right? You've got, you've got to keep on adapting to it. Of course, you know, mm -hmm. this uh, financial officer in one of the companies that we work with, he told me, Mark, we need a budget from you for 2021. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a budget for 2021. No, we need one. We have to submit it. I told him, what do you want? Do you want mm -hmm. numbers on a page or you want a real budget? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I need page. I need budget. I told him, okay, here's a budget. Mm -hmm. He said, okay, thank you. And he took it. Who knows what's going to happen in 2021, right? Let's say no 2020 idea. is a trailer. There's a movie waiting in 2021. Who the hell knows? That's the thing. We never expected COVID. What will happen to businesses? That happened. It was like a gut punch. So, right. Cannot. Expect and then yesterday anything. they said there's a new COVID coming. In Saudi Britain, Arabia right? closed doors. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Now Saudi Arabia closed. Mm -hmm. France closed. Italy closed. I mean, how do you want to give me a budget for 2021? Uh, and, you know, we don't know. Mm -hmm. We really don't know. Let's hope everything works out. That's all we can do. So, and keep it up. Exactly. Right. But here's the important thing. No matter the budget, does this income get divided up properly? Mm -hmm. If it's not getting divided properly, I don't care if you have a budget or no budget. You're not going anywhere. This not allocating really... your finances, it won't work. Yeah, it will not work. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't. 
Because if you burn, look, here's the, the I, I mean, I have a friend, mm. uh, a friend or a client. He's a billionaire with a B, okay? Mm. And we work together and we do a lot of work for him. Here's the one thing that's really important is this. He says, in all his businesses, you make a model mm -hmm. that makes profit. And then you repeat it. Mm -hmm. See, if the model doesn't make money, there are very few Elon Musks in the world who start mm -hmm. off with a you know, <laughs> great vision and then hope, or the Amazon model. I mean, Amazon mm -hmm. almost went bankrupt at the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, it took him a long time to get from where he was, but it was, it was the classic hockey stick, you know, and LinkedIn, how many members they have today, but how long it took them to accumulate all those members, Facebook, how long did it take them, Twitter, how long did it take them, all these organizations, yeah, they grew quickly, but in the beginning, it was this very slow growth and then the famous hockey stick, mm -hmm. but not everyone gets to hockey stick, but you don't need to, what you need to get to is, wealth that adds to wealth so mm -hmm. once you've got a certain amount of wealth then this wealth will provide for you to be able to do other things very true so where entrepreneurs need to concentrate their energy is mm -hmm. build a model that makes money and then do that model over and over mm -hmm. and then do it over and mm -hmm. then do it over and so a model that makes money from the first time round is the model that is going to make you secure in the future. Mm -hmm. The more that you can do that, the more you're going to succeed. Mm -hmm. But if your model doesn't make money from the beginning, you're never going to make money. We used to sell a product for $3,000, mm -hmm. right? And we were so excited. We did all this energy and all this effort to sell the product. When we sold the product, what happened? We didn't make any money. Actually, it cost us more to provide the product than the okay. 3000 We said, ah, we'll sell lots of them and then we'll make money. Then one day I said, listen, why don't we sell our product for 6000 instead of 3000 And we did that. Mm -hmm. And what happened is people bought the product at 6000 just the same as they bought it at 3000 mm -hmm. We started to improve our finance. Then I said one day, you know what? Our products improved a lot. Why don't we sell it for 12000 Mm -hmm. And we sold it for 12000 We started selling it for 12000 Now we started to become sort of balanced. And then one day I said, you know what? Let's, have, let's give this a go. Let's send out the offer and send out the offer at 25 k mm -hmm. Guess what? We sold. And what I realized is the effort to sell for 3 or 6 or 12 or 25 was mm -hmm. exactly the same amount of effort. What was needed was the belief behind the product that said, this product is valuable enough to charge that much. Mm -hmm. And the moment you charge 25, what happens is you multiply your earnings in such a way. Now you have a profitable model. So this mm -hmm. model can carry you forward. Mm -hmm. Whereas the 3000 model didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. What it did do was it tested our product. We learned, we had a low barrier to entry. Mm -hmm. uh, we got new clients and many, many things. I mean, yeah, there's a learning curve as well. Mm -hmm. But when we hit the profit, profitable model, that's the model that we multiply. That's mm -hmm. the model that's interesting because mm -hmm. this model that makes money is where an investor would be interested in participating with you in your mm -hmm. journey. Mm -hmm. That's great. Does that make sense? It does. It does. If a product or service is valuable enough, people will actually pay for it. 
So pay more, course, even if you charge more, they will pay for it. For example, let's say uh, Facebook, there is no other platform that gives enough, you know, maximum number of reach for less such a low price in Facebook ads. There is no other platform, mm. literally, there's none. So mm. Facebook ads started out uh, when I, uh, let's say, four five years ago, when I started to post ads, it was 40 rupees per day. Now it's running at 74. Still, it is less. Still, it's the low. If you want to put up a banner, let's say in Dubai, let's say in center of Dubai, you want to put up a banner or something, it costs millions of dollars. But yeah, you can absolutely. reach a person. You can reach a person. I can reach you. I can reach anybody through Facebook just by spending 74 rupees. That is, uh, Correct. let's say, I don't know, uh, maybe 30, 35 uh, Dubai uh, you know, currency. That's it. So that right. is low. Right. But what people are not realizing is, they are still don't want to participate in this. They don't. They actually don't believe in ads running in Facebook. I was working for a company before I started this, so it was a you know journal platform. You build a platform for a book. That was the product. So uh, our target was like uh, you know deans of colleges, principal of colleges. So I shared my idea first time I saw all this. So I thought, why not implement that in my company? I was working in sales. I went to, I straightly went to my manager. I told him, so this and this. So it's like this, we can, uh, you know, generate more leads instead of just cold calling and uh, cold emails and meeting people. He said, okay, he supported my idea. We have prepared a pitch. We went to a CEO. He's, yeah, he just asked me one thing. This, is a, this has been 35 years of running this business just on sales. How can you run it on marketing? Give me a budget. He told me all the inputs, and I prepared a you know a beautiful. I never did anything in my not even in my MBA. I did that, so I prepared a beautiful pitch over there. I gave all the statistics, everything, and yet I didn't get a chance because I did not have that experience. It was just hmm. a theory. I did. I never worked on it. It was just a theory, but uh, I almost for six to eight months I ran behind my CEO to implement this stuff. You know strategy new facebook uh, marketing strategies but uh, that didn't happen so i left the job started this and uh, i still believe in it i i convinced my clients to take up this because i believe in this and uh, it has more value in it right it's not just uh, before when it started it was just banners pop-up ads everything like that but right now content is the variable you can still reach organically but content is the variable. The consistency in that content, the value in that content matters. In our last chat, you told me like every like, every view is valuable for my goal. So uh, recently, I was just uh, scrolling through my reels, Instagram reels. I do it every day. I post every day. So uh, almost I get like 200, 300 views per reels. But last week, I saw that it was like 7,900 views out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere. I saw only content was changed, right? Every day I post something new, that content, most people liked it. Even this video, if most people liked it, that uh, you know proportion keeps on increasing, right? That's the thing. And uh, I want to ask you like uh, that the other day, we spoke about inspiration to motivation, like how you explained to me that to write down my goals, break it down into, everyday uh, you know achievements instead of uh, listing a macro goal 
So my question is, I knew what I wanted, right? I knew, let's say I want to make million dollars in the next two years. I knew what I wanted. Let's say somebody asks you, I literally don't know anything. I'm straight uh, student coming out of college. I don't know what I want to do. So how do you inspire him to motivate then to take him to achievement? How would you do that? So he says, I don't know what I want to do. Exactly. So then what we have to do is we have to, you know, uh, ask him pointed questions. Do you want to be a lawyer? No. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be a doctor? No. Do you want to be a scientist? No. Do you want to be a human capital developer? No. Mm -hmm. Great. So you've eliminated all those things. So what do you want to do? Uh, and, and the thing is that this wishy-washy mindset will get you nowhere because mm -hmm. you're not thinking of anything. So if you don't have something here to think about, so you'll get nothing. Whatever you think about is what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking of nothing, so guess what you get? You get nothing. Yeah. So these guys who sit around going, oh, nothing's happening for me. Say, well, what do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. Well, great. You've already got what you wanted mm -hmm. because what you wanted was nothing and what you got is nothing. Exactly. Right. But they don't realize and they don't understand that they wanted nothing and got exactly what they wanted. You see, the moment that you say, well, I want money, say, great, well, how much do you want? And they say, I want half a million dollars. I want $300,000. Say, well, why do you want it? I don't know. It sounds like a good number. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get it. But I want a million dollars. Great. Why? Because if I had a million, I'd be able to do one, two, three, four, five. Great. So who would give you a million dollars if you have no experience? No mm -hmm. one. Brilliant. So what do you need to do? I need to grow some experience. Perfect. So what is the model that's going to make you shown up as somebody who is trustworthy enough to give a million dollars to? So then you say, well, if I did like you're doing and I admire this and I do it myself, which is post every single day. So go to somebody and say, listen, okay, you don't know what you want to do? Great. Why don't you just create one post every single day on one social media channel? Do mm -hmm. it for a month and come back mm -hmm. to me and talk to me. Mm -hmm. If they did it, that would be revolutionary because they probably won't. 90% of the people I talk to, you coach them, they pay to get coached, they pay to grow, they go in executive programs with us, and then you tell them, okay, here's what you got to do. Number one, start every single day from this day onwards mm -hmm. with writing down three things that you're thankful for. Just mm -hmm. write down those three things every day. And if you do it, this is my list. This is what I wrote today. This is this mm -hmm. morning's list. I wrote this this morning. This one is yesterday's. Mm -hmm. This one is the day before. This mm -hmm. is the day before. Mm -hmm. This is the day before. What am I doing? Every single day I wake up, I sit down, I take out a pen and a paper, and I write down, number one, what am I thankful for? This focuses my mind, so I'm grateful. Then I say, okay, what do I want to achieve today? And I write down three things that have got to happen today. My number one thing that's got to happen today is I've got to do a great job for Sachin on our online video. I've got to give 100%. I've got to be focused, and I've got to make it amazing for you. That's my number one goal today. And so every single day, and then you write down, you know, I rewrite my personal goals every day. What's my personal goal? Be a successful wealth builder. Mm -hmm. Why? If I can build wealth, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. 
So all these people with no idea of what they want to do, they got to just start by doing one thing and do it consistently. Start by writing down your gratitude every day. Three mm. things. Start the morning because gratitude changes your attitude. As mm. soon as you're thankful, everything changes. I'm grateful, man. I'm super grateful. All my friends, all my clients. Uh, I'm grateful to you, man, for having me on your show. It's amazing to be here, right? Mm -hmm. So the moment you're thankful, you can't be angry. The moment you're thankful, you can't be jealous. The moment you're thankful, you can't be you know, worried about somebody else's stuff because you're saying, I'm thankful. Mm -hmm. And so this is really, to my mind, where things start is if I can get somebody to be grateful and they concentrate on three things every day and they start a journal. You know, maybe they write it on paper or mm -hmm. they get, you know, one of these little journals. Mm -hmm. And so then they start to write down and then, you know, they come up with their own ideas. And, you know, I, I, I do my own little study every single day and I, mm -hmm. I sit down and I, I'm doing these studies and the, I'm figuring stuff out. So every day, consistency, like a clock. And if somebody can do this, then you can say, okay, now what do you want? I want a million dollars. Why do you want it? Well, I want to grow my business. Great. Mm -hmm. When do you want it? Well, I want it now. Well, that's not possible. No one's going to do that. So what can you do to prove yourself responsible? So let's start with a goal of having $10,000. Let's get mm -hmm. someone to, so what could we do? And so then how do we create value? And mm -hmm. what is your future objective? Mm -hmm. Where do you want to end up? Well, obviously, mm -hmm. the place you want to end up is where you can build wealth. And if you build wealth, so other people would like to invest in you. Mm -hmm. So you're only as valuable as you value yourself. And when you say thank you, you mm -hmm. become more valuable. People will value you because gratitude is contagious. People mm -hmm. love it. You say, oh, I'm so thankful. And they go, yeah, me too. I'm so thankful. And you say, really, I appreciate. And they go, no, 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 I appreciate. And it's brilliant because everyone is now competing to be more thankful than the others. So the value goes up. Mm -hmm. But when we criticize or we compete or we complain, you know, what's happening to value? Value is just going down. Mm -hmm. So criticism, complaints, uh, comparisons, competition mm -hmm. these are the four c's as they call them that destroy you from the inside gratitude doesn't have time for any of those when you're thankful mm -hmm. you're not complaining when you're thankful you're not competing when you're thankful you are positive you're going forward so you want to succeed in business you got to get focused you know you got to have a spiritual focus you got to get mm -hmm. your heart clean and get your heart focused on what you want to do forget about everybody else don't need to worry about competition you know, people tell me, oh, yeah, but somebody's already done something like my idea. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, how many models of cars are there in the world? How many businesses make cars? A hundred? Two hundred? And how many cars do they make? Millions. So if you want to make a car, you could. It's a big investment, but you could. Mm -hmm. There's space in the market for anything. What's the difference? The difference is the product has to be good. If the product you produce is average so it's going to take you longer mm. i guess Long that, you know uh, when i uh, started this right even till today when i uh, let's say uh, in my terms i'm going to speak in my terms so uh, let's take my social media profile i have not too many followers right but still i'm consistently doing it people ask me why are you doing it you're not getting so many likes you're uh, you know somebody else is having so many likes with so many followers with limited content 
but still you're doing every day. Where are, where is all this effort going? So my answer is, I can't literally explain to them. My answer is when I talk to a client, when I explain my business to them, they go ahead and look into my profile. They see what, what I know. I speak about what I know. I make videos. I talk about content marketing strategy, everything. So they look at that and my brand is up. They have a trust in me. This guy knows exactly what he's talking about. That's what I write in my videos. I talk to my clients in the same way. This is what you need to do. This is how it's going to happen. And this is where I'm going to take you. This is how I'm going to build a brand. So people have that trust. Before you show up to any office or let's say I come to you and ask you, Mark, I want to you know, uh, give my services to you. I want to build your brand. I have no proof to show what I've done. Right? right? I can only list my clientele. I work for Microsoft. I work for Facebook, Google, something like that. So based on that, you would have trusted me. Still, till today, this is what I push to my clients. You need to build your brand. How do you build your brand? You post every day, valuable content. Do it consistently. Do what's trending right now, not entertainment. Entertainment is completely different. What we do is we educate. We connect with people, right? So, and you build your personal brand. I push a lot of this to my clients. Personal brand. Show up. Show your face in the camera, let's say videos or audio or posts, anything it might talk as if you're talking to your through your social media. Because the reach is very good. Platforms are good, organic right now. Instagram, Facebook has lost its organic reach. LinkedIn is better right now, and there are other platforms, podcasts. So that's what I try to push. Consistency is the key. And uh, it uh, what I well the other day I told you like I don't care about my likes and shares. This is the context. I don't care how many people are viewing my content, how many likes I'm getting, but I still do because people who actually want to understand will understand. I don't have to be an entertainer and get millions of followers to entertain everybody. No, I want to go in a particular path. Doing what I do, uh, you know, I am, and I am very grateful to this because it took me a long right. time to realize this, where I am right, right now. So I'm very grateful. I am very grateful to, you know, not get a chance in my old company. And after that, uh, I got fired by another company, actually, startup. I wanted to go there. I wanted to learn. But within one month, I was fired. I came back, started freelancing, then entrepreneurship. So I'm very grateful for what happened. So and I'm looking forward to what happens next because... This path I'm in, I'm finally at a place I realize that, okay, this is what I'm going to be. When I'm 60, 70, 80, I'm happy. Oh, I was this, I'm happy. That's the point. Well, I think one thing, Sachin, is that, you know, you have a very driven personality. So you mm -hmm. reached out, you, you're in the marketplace, you're talking mm -hmm. to people. Mm -hmm. But I think the power that you have is you're sincere. Uh, and honestly, you know, as I said to you the other day, I think mm -hmm. every like, every view counts. And, you know, it, it's important mm -hmm. because, it important, yeah. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, mass follows the mass. The crowd follows the crowd. So if you can generate that enthusiasm, if you can build that crowd, it'll happen for you. I mean, I mm -hmm. now have 3,000, I don't know, 700 people on LinkedIn. There was mm -hmm. a time when I had a hundred, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I have a hundred. I don't care." But actually, I did care, 
but then I had to work on it. And then what I do is I just accept everybody mm -hmm. who reaches out to me and I get some weird offers, you know, and strange people saying, would you like our services? And I go, no, but what do I do? I'm nice to every single one. And then every single day, you know, LinkedIn will give you all the birthdays of all your contacts. Here's what you do. You go and you just hit happy birthday and it's send that out to every yeah. one of your contacts. And they go, oh, that guy's really nice. And then what do they do? They feel obligated because in your ancient brain, in your amygdala, it says, mm -hmm. you know, I've done something for you, made you feel good. So what do you do? You do something for me. So what do you do? You go to one of my posts and you click a like. Why? Because mm -hmm. the guy said happy birthday to me. Mm -hmm. And so now mm -hmm. you feel good about me. So then you say, oh, yeah, that's nice. And really, sincerity, authenticity, being genuine, being real is the key to your likes and don't bother doing one of these like campaigns where you know you yeah, go and I, buy it. This is complete nonsense. But every person who likes you, follows you is a key. And one of the things I've discovered, you know, I did a post one day and it went to 55,000 people. I was like, whoa, how did that happen? And, and then another day you do a post and you think this post is awesome. And then you get 230 views. It's like, huh? Why is that? And then I did exactly the same tags and I used exactly the same hashtags as the 55,000 one. Doesn't work. It's just exactly. something that fires. It's something about your spirit, your mood. But how do you get there? You have to do it every single day. Everything. If you yeah. skip a day, yeah. If you skip one day, you don't have the authenticity and credibility to say, I do this every day. Because somebody say, yeah, but I looked for your post that day and it wasn't exactly. there. Right now we are on display, right? right? Internet right. is exposing everybody. What we talk right. is on record. So if you don't right. do that, you're not authentic. And right. uh, to your point, you know, uh, when you said you posted one day, got 55,000 views. And uh, the second day got like 200 to 300 views. What people do is they want to show off. They'll delete that 300 post, the 300 view post. Oh, Start <laughs> again, start again, and you know, aim for that 55,000 views. They only aim for that, you know. They'll, as you said, they'll copy the same hashtags, they'll copy the same content, maybe do another video, keep reposting it, hoping to get that number. That's the thing I don't care about. Here's what will make your day. social, mm -hmm. here's what will make your social media grow it's one very simple thing. Mm -hmm. Ask a very good question. Provideth comment on it mm -hmm. and let people talk. Mm -hmm. And this will grow your social media. And That's never good. delete a post. Yeah. Never delete a post. Because every, even in the 200 uh, views or the 100 views that you got on a certain post, maybe inside there is the one person that you wanted to reach. And that one yeah, person exactly. is going to add massive value that so, might happen honestly, that will happen actually yeah 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 so honestly it it's it's never delete your post unless you made a fool of yourself in people a people do that yeah. i look at so many profiles every day people do that they mm -hmm. want to reach to certain numbers and uh, you know there's a one more thing happening in social media is uh, you know your followers numbers and following numbers yeah. people will follow people and hope they'll follow us back. So when you do that, they'll unfollow the other one. 
because they want to ah, have okay. their followers number greater than the following number ah, okay. i really don't uh -huh. understand why why is it wrong to have the numbers more and any any way it might be let's it's good to have more followers but why do you have to unfollow others thing this is the trend that i have observed you know happening right now they only right. care about numbers 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 it's based in neuroscience i mean at the end of the day what is driving that is dopamine mm -hmm. so you know it's the same as having a, a drink and getting a, a little high you know is the same as getting those followers and so every time you get a new follower you get a hit so they're like oh i've reached 2000 i remember one day i said oh i've reached 2000 i was telling alexander my son mm -hmm. he's like oh dad that's great and then i'm like no nah, it's not really that important what's important is just to keep a great message going out mm -hmm. and then you know about three four five weeks later i don't remember he's like dad i got a thousand followers i'm like alexander it's not important he's like you told me when you got 2000 followers <laughs> and so you know i said you're right and i'll never do that again you know and uh, i just turned off that whole numbers thing because at the end of the day look there is a planet of 7.7 .7 billion how many mm -hmm. are following you you got a hundred thousand sorry that's really not, a very not, tiny not number that, right yeah. so <laughs> you know uh, even this fellow who sang despacito you know he has mm -hmm. seven billion views of his thing but he only has 85 million followers. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you get to the top of your game and you're the best of the best, 85 million, that's about the best way you're going to reach. So, I mean, really, it's nonsense. Do 85 million people really care about what you're doing in life? I don't, don't. think so. They don't. So uh, I would like to discuss another topic. Like uh, you are in hospitality industry, right? You train hospitality. Correct. Business, and you told yeah. me like uh, you've worked in restaurants, you've opened up few and closed few. So I want to know, like, uh, there are a lot of restaurants coming up in India and anywhere in the world. So right. how would someone use hospitality techniques to build their brand? So if you have any... I advice. think, yeah, great question. So um, the number one thing about hospitality is hospitality. Customer comes first always. But... Honestly, Sachin, most people talk this, but it's rubbish. They don't do it. Mm -hmm. The restaurants who succeed, the restaurants that are brilliant, the restaurants that last forever are the ones that truly take care of the customer. Mm -hmm. What does it mean? They're super friendly with their customers. They know the customer's name. They listen to the customer. They remember them, and they just focus all their effort on customer experience. The restaurants that are very technically correct focus all their efforts on their systems, their processes, mm -hmm. their uh, back of house, their management support, but they're not focused on customer service at all. If you look at LinkedIn recently, mm -hmm. you'll see that the majority of hospitality posters are telling you, we've reopened, we're ready for our customers, we've done our hygiene checks, uh, we are COVID safe. We Customers really don't care about your internal story. Mm -hmm. What we would love to see on LinkedIn is somebody saying, here's one of our customers saying what they experienced and how much they love our brand. You tell mm -hmm. me that and I'll be like, wow. People believe Why? instead of brands. Right. They don't believe the brand.
So all this nonsense, I mean, literally, and we're talking massive organizations are out there on LinkedIn. You know, I was just so disappointed when I saw at the beginning of COVID, all these CEOs for these hotel companies going online and saying, oh, we're going to do our best. No one cares. Mm -hmm. They're busy with their own life. So just tell your customers, if you can make it out, we're here for you and we're going to do our best for you. Mm -hmm. We're going to love you. We're going to serve you. We're going to give whatever we can to you. I'm going to take care of you. They don't care if you're doing the cleaning campaign. They don't care if you're, they, they expect that. I mean, if you're a hotel business or you're a restaurant business and you're not doing COVID precautions, then you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. And your doors should be shut by the authorities. And this is not something you need to post. Oh, we got the COVID-19 safety security certificate for our restaurant. Well, you should. Why are you telling me? I expect that. Not so much. It's like saying, you know, our restaurant serves food. Whoop de doo. You <laughs> should serve food. You're called restaurant, right? So this is what drives me a little crazy is that the industry has recently taken this U-turn mm -hmm. and they're so internally focused that they forgot to take care of customers. And literally, the ultimate most important thing that the restaurants that are succeeding today is they are loving their customers. They're mm. serving their customers. They're giving them a personalized touch. They're reaching out to them. They're, they're, they're doing the, the, what I call this human intervention, but with authenticity. It's not that I'm doing it because I have to. Mm. It's I'm doing it because I'm really thankful. Again, it goes back to gratitude that mm. you're my customer. Because you're my customer, I'm going to break myself to serve you. So how can I serve you today, you know? And, you know, some restaurants, they went in to do it, delivery. And some of them went to it purely like, oh, wow, COVID, great. Now we can launch our online delivery service. And then others said, and I worked with both categories during COVID, and one of them is one of my very famous customers said, you know what? It's not about delivery. It's just that our customers would love to have our food because it makes them feel comfort. They feel you know, that there's a sense of balance and rightness in the world, and that's why we're going to do delivery. And guess what? They succeeded massively because they were doing it with the right motivation. And I think, you know, one of the things that restaurants is they become so self-focused, and this is the downfall. Stay concentrated on your customers. Stay concentrated on serving customers what customers want and stop serving what managers want. You know, managers come and go. Customers. Mm -hmm. They will come and they will stay forever if you treat them well and you take care of them. Mm -hmm. Managers, they're unimportant. There's a million of them. I mean, how many people there are looking for a job today? If you put on your social media today, restaurant manager required, I guarantee you that by tonight at midnight, you'll have 2,000 views. Guaranteed. You want yeah. views? Post this. You'll get views, right? But write a post that says customers wanted for my restaurant and you might have 50 views because customers don't decide with the head customer decides with the heart and so they're motivated by how you make them feel mm -hmm. and what do they want they want an experience and what kind of experience they want they want to feel that they came to a restaurant and somebody cared for them uh, made them feel special did a little extra for them, mm -hmm. and they'll talk about you for the next six months. Mm -hmm. So, right. Uh, so, I uh, also made a video on this. You know, uh, I think uh, ah. when COVID hit, 
uh, I made a video like how restaurant business can actually, you know, cope with this, how to get more customers once uh, they open. So my point was exactly this. So what you want to show is document. Don't tell that we have the best food, we are the best chef, we have done this, we have done that, we're taking precautions. Yeah, make the, make your customers feel better by you're saying that you're taking precautions for their safety. That's a good thing. But what you want to do is take reach out to your customers personally, reach out to them, ask them how we felt about our food. You know, when you're giving a delivery, you tell you explain to the delivery person to ask them how they felt about the food or take it afterwards, take the testimony. If you show that your restaurant is better from the customer's point of view, it will reach out to other people. It's like word of, of mouth. Course. It's like word of mouth. I tell you this restaurant is best if I come to Dubai or uh, Beirut. If I ask you, you're going to tell me because you had a good experience over there. Either it, it might be a good food or hospitality or, you know, people actually caring for you over there when they when you went there. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good morning. Something like that. Even little things matter, right? So my video said this exactly. Even on social media, people are forgetting social media is another platform where you talk to people. I don't come on video call and just pretend I'm a brand and I just show one of my products done. That's it. I don't care who we are, what it. That's the point. What I'm trying to make is, you know, social media is a platform where you talk to people, where you engage with people. Talk as if you are right in front of them, right? So if you care and if you show genuine concern, you show gratitude, people will give that back to you. They're obligated. That's the leverage you have. Even in the podcast, I get to spend an hour of time with you. I gave something of a value to you. You're giving me value back. But if I call you up and uh, start explaining about my business, Mark, this is me, uh, Sachin from Madros Media. I want to sell my services to you. You said, you know, no, dude, not interested. That's it. Two minutes of phone call. That's a huge deal in a sales pitch. If you get two minutes, that's a huge deal, right? But what I'm doing, I'm getting an hour of your time. And together, we are providing a lot of value to so many people, right, in different topics from motivation to how to get started to hospitality, restaurant business, right? So people are forgetting that. And that, that's what I'm trying to push to my clients and through my videos, posts everywhere. That's what I'm trying to push. Sachin, you're a genius, really. <laughs> Listen, honestly, if I look down my LinkedIn uh, messaging stream right here in front of me, I can see probably if I would just scroll, I'll see 20 to 30 people mm -hmm. who have sent me a message saying, hey, can you uh, talk to me? I have this product, that product, or the other product. All right? And do I answer them? No. no. I just say, thank you so much, thank you so much, thank you so much, and that's mm -hmm. the end of it. Mm -hmm. um, so... Uh, I think you are onto something really amazing. Mm -hmm. And what you did was you started off by inviting me mm -hmm. um, because I tagged you. Uh, and this is something really interesting is I tag people randomly. And this is one of the beautiful things in LinkedIn is you can just type a letter mm -hmm. and it will give you a bunch of suggestions. People, so yeah. what we do is just type a letter and then I want to send out my posts, so I like to tag a bunch of people, and you were one of them. Mm -hmm. And so you answered back on the tag, and then you told me, hey, 
I'd like you to be part of my podcast because I've checked you out. And then you sent me two links and I was hooked. And you just sent me this one message. And I was like, right in there, you created inside me a sense of accountability, a sense of like, and here's what I was talking about before. You know, I gave you, some, I gave you something, you gave me something. Exactly. That's how and it now, is. you know, here we are. I mean, an hour an online. Hour on a busy day. It's a Monday. <laughs> it's a Monday for you. And it's an hour. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm just, I just really salute you, man. This is a brilliant strategy. And no one has ever done this to me, hmm. ever. I've it's never a done trick. a one-hour webinar. I want ever. to be very honest to you. It's not a trick. Just to get you here. No, that's not the point. The point yeah, is I get that. provide value for you. I get that. For everybody. Yeah. That's and I point. loved when we had our conversation. You said, I three want to make a million dollars. And I told you when. You told me three years. I told you so. You have to make $970 a day Every starting day. 60 days from today. So you got 60 days to figure out the model. Mm -hmm. Right? And I, I just love that conversation. I love your authenticity. You're a great person. You've got a lot to give. You're happy. You smile a lot. And uh, you're in the fight, man. You're, you're genuine. You're going at it. Thank and, you, you know, it's going to work you. out. I know it's going to work out. You've you got the right character and the right personality. I believe it will. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people I talk to, they actually love our conversation, right? So I make people talk. I'm not a conversationist. Let's say I'm a, I'm more of an introvert. I don't go out much. I don't have a lot of friends. I'm more of an introvert. And believe it or not, in my academic career, academics, I've attended 40 plus interviews just to apply for one job. My major problem was people told me you don't smile much. I'm practicing smiling. So it took a lot of time. It took a lot of effort and a lot of inputs to from where I am to was to where I am right now. And uh, uh, after I got fired from that company, I'm actually in a happy place. You know, that's fantastic. Starting something on my own. I am accountable for my actions. I can't blame on my boss. You know, he fired me. I was not a fit there. He fired me. Who cares? So I'm accountable for my response, uh, my actions, and I'm responsible right now and I'm trying to build something. So I'm literally, I wake up every day, jump out of my bed and I'm happy. That's the point. Great thing I want to, you know. So focus. don't forget to write down three things you're thankful for every day. I will, I will. I'll do that today. As soon as we finish this, I'm going to do that today. Brilliant. Okay, my friend. Okay, my friend. And uh, thank you again, heartily. Thank you for being part of my podcast. And I hope we can connect more, discuss, and uh, lot, discuss a lot of issues. You can reach out to me anytime you want, and we can talk about a lot of things. Okay? Sure. My door's open for you anytime. Thanks, Sachin. I really appreciate it. I appreciate that. Too. Thank you, Mark. All right. And thanks to, every, thanks to everyone who watched or who is watching or going to watch as well. Appreciate that. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.